Mr. Sloan's climbing double was Wolfgang Gulick. Hey, folks, sorry, sorry. about last week. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I didn't realize you pressed play. I thought you saw me. Sorry about last week. Sincerely. Actually, du- yeah, let's double. It was heavy. Well, maybe I, I, we always say that, and then I go back and listen, and I'm like, eh. It still had masturbation. It did. What episode doesn't? That's very true. This is episode 19. We've got a lot of personal history. believe that shit? On the Laugh Man. Laugh Man definitely gave you a a creation story here. Baby V made her first pod appearance without tears. And loved Cliffhanger. Loved Cliffhanger. Especially the scene where Darice gets murdered. Yeah, she likes to lag tights. Yeah, that's what we agreed on. Yeah. And uh, it took the entire film, but I eventually remembered Michael Rucker's name. Yep. Right in the middle of your breakup story. Yep. <laughs> As you do. As you do. <laughs> but yeah, this is episode 19. I really don't remember everything we covered. We did finally hash out something we teased in 18 over top three, bottom three, fast, fast food, food restaurants. We, it was, this one, like some others, was fairly heavy on fast food. Heavy on fast food. I think what we're discovering <laughs> is that we're fat pieces of shit. Yeah. We should do a workout program together. Oof. No? No. Okay. We'll just be fat pieces. <laughs> I just assume. I just, there's. I just assume we have a contest over which one of us can make more $100 in one day. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I stand a chance on that one. I think you've got something else working. I can make three, four hundred, maybe. <laughs> I, I might be at 50. I don't know. I might do halvesies. <laughs> just call it a day. Oh, that works. Yeah, you just quit. <laughs> Give it up. How much do I get if I just finger my butthole? 25? <laughs> if you're, yeah, yeah, if you, that's, that should be a bonus across the board. Win, win or lose, completion or not. Um, but yeah, no, this is um, fast food heavy. We, we, we need to really delve into our, our, our structure here because I don't think we gave either. Of our films tonight, any do any do credit? No. And you were really excited about this. This cliffhanger has been on the list for a while. No, but no, nobody wants to listen to a podcast where people sit there and talk we, about. The, I know a that. Movie. I'm not saying that we give it. Do like, but we need to pay something about <laughs> the film. I mean, I guess we kind of. You know what this one was heavy on? Little Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. The laughing man learned a new term, which is now a permanent part of his lexicon. <laughs> uh, the wide on. The we'll wide let, on. I'll uh, let y'all figure out that little tidbit later yeah. in, the, in the episode. Uh, we also know that my wife has a huge wide on for Jeff Goldblum, which I've known for a while. <laughs> but I didn't. We actually got a little Jeff Goldblum Genesis story here about his first film with Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. We had two Bronsons in this. We did. We brought up Charles Bronson, and then we brought up. Uh, Don't know his his real name. It's Michael something. In fact, I have his work his prison workout book that okay. he wrote on how to stay fit when you're in jail. He has a lot of time on his hands, so I'm, I'm not surprised he wrote a book. It's it's a fun read because he's an insane person, uh-huh. but it's also really good um, physical health advice. Uh-huh. So it's like he's nuts, but that's a good idea. Yeah. Like one of his driving points in the book is when you're in prison, it's really easy to get a cold easily, especially in the UK. And so every morning he wakes up and he has a what is basically a shoestring that's coated in beeswax. And he snorts the string through one nostril and coughs it out through his mouth and flosses his sinuses 
to keep from getting a cold and claims for all the years in prison because he flosses his sinuses every morning, he's never caught a cold. I wish we were still punning because <laughs> I don't want to go too far with this, yeah. but that has been a dream of mine. Really? For so many years because I, I deal with uh, I have bad allergies. Yeah. I have, I'm, I'm kind of, I won't call it constantly congested, but fairly close. Right. And I have dreamed about a scenario. I, I wouldn't have even thought of that. I don't know about the beeswax, well, but I'm saying just the fact, if I could get in through my sinus, yeah. call, I don't know how this works. I'm not, I'm going to have to read this fucking book, Yeah. but get in there and do that. It would be so pleasurable for me. Well, that's, that's what I was saying. As insane as he is, what he's basically tapped into is a prisoner's version of a neti pot. Because a neti pot essentially does that for I you. I have a neti pot. Doesn't it? Doesn't do it. Well, you know, get you a, a waxy shoestring and and go to town. I'm going. I think for one of these pods, <laughs> we are going to try the Branson beeswax prison neti pot. Yeah. I have to know because yeah. it's literally been. So- I, I'll tell you one time. I saw a guy on TV that had those little baby, like, tiny snakes, mm-hmm. like little green bastards. Yeah. And he, like, I don't know if it's training so much as it is just a snake's instinct to find its way around. Yeah. But he would put it in his nose, and the snake would come out through his mouth. Yeah. And I was like, I'd prefer it not be a snake, but I would do that. Yeah. You can scratch that itch that you can't get to. Yeah, because yeah. it's literally become that. I just want to do that. Well, so, that's yes. just one of the many things he covers in the book. So I'm just amazed that that was the one you shared with me right now. And I, if it had been in the pod, the pod yeah. would be 30 minutes longer. Yeah. So maybe it's best. Well, it's one that always stuck with me from what little bit of the book I read. Awesome. But uh, yeah, this is uh, episode 19 all over the map as per usual. Um, no special. Well, no, we did. We had special in studio guests tonight. No mm. call in guests. No call in guests. Uh, did cover some of Cliffhanger and other things. Uh, wow. Stay tuned because wow. I think episode 20 will come out. And then the next episode you hear will be from Live, California. Which might even be streamed. Yeah. I mean, because we're going to be in the same place for a period of days, we may end up doing several multiple episodes and then just casually releasing them to give ourselves a, a reacclimation break. Speaking of which, back. 20 is going to be great because it's 20. Yeah. That means something. Two, we have yet to discuss... I need your help with wedding uh, wedding clothing. So we need to figure okay. that out. All right. We can I did talk to the bride. It is... Casual. Cash. I called it Connecticut casual. <laughs> but uh, get your best vineyard vines on. Um, <laughs> now available cliffhanger video games. Wish I'd got my hands on that when I was <laughs> around back then. <laughs> uh, no, but um, y- yeah, I want to look nice. I know you're saying you're going to look nice, and I would like to. Look, I have look Connecticut cash. I have I have plans. Okay, I'll share them in future episodes or off the air. Yeah. Well, anyways, thank you. Episode 19, we've built up to 20. If you'd asked me when I text messaged you from Normandy, France, and said we need to do this, that <laughs> so we'd ever get to 20 episodes, I'm not sure. Yeah. But we have, and it's been fun. And it's, it's been on. I looked the other day. We've been on since February. Hey. It's wild. Years to come. <laughs> so unlike last 18, W-F-U-C-K! Bam! Here comes episode 19. We'll see you next week for 20. Until then, here's Taproot. <laughs> Damn it. Holla. <laughs> We're missing all the good stuff. Fetch! <laughs> Don't use my name, goddammit. <laughs> Damn it.
See, now you got me all fucking turned around backwards. I'm, I was doing fine. <laughs> and you just wanted to give me a fucking voodoo Okay, lesson. serious question. Do you, is this the way you back it up? Because if you go to those boxes, you can jump scene that's to scene. That's right. I did, I did know that. I was already. giving you shit before. Now I'm gen genuinely No, no, asking. that's fair enough. I, I did know that, though. Travis. <laughs> John Lithgow is a bad guy in anything. He's just generally awesome. Yeah, did you I mean, ever watch? Awesome did you himself. ever watch Dexter? Yeah, of course. So he's the bad guy in that. Well, by the, the time thigh he, cutter. Yeah, but by the time he got onto the show, isn't he the one that killed Dexter's wife slash girlfriend? That he had a son I with. I don't remember. It's been a while since Dexter, but I will say that after the third season. Do you want to talk about your Dark Passenger? Huh? <laughs> oh, Dark Passenger. No, I don't. I'm good. You don't. No one needs to hear that. <laughs> I've already heard a little bit. <laughs> My dark passenger likes braces and a and a choker. Dude, that's not fair. Okay, I'm not because when you say it again and again, it does make me sound like a straight diddler. I'm not a diddler. I'm just saying, my first girlfriend had had a big mouthful of braces. I love that every time it comes up, you're like, I have to justify it. I have to. First girlfriend. She was had yeah. braces. Yeah, she had braces. She. Occasionally wore a choker, <laughs> so those things well, the those era. things got burned in. That's it's there. Funny. It's it, there now. It's funny. I remember like being a little kid and driving past Roswell High School, like when when classes you are getting out bouge. for the end of the day, and like seeing the goth kids, <laughs> and it's just like, whoa! Like, is that what it's gonna be like when I get there? It's like, no, no not not really, because that. All. That kind of came and went before I <laughs> before I ever got in. Were they? Oh, there's my bird. Full disclosure. <laughs> uh, we just ate a lot of nachos and fucking Golden Voice over here's lying. GV lying to me. I asked you if you like nachos. You said, "Quote sure." Now you're saying I don't like nachos, but these were good. They were. Were good. they good? They were good. No, I said sure because we had already been on I a just, tirade I, of frozen pizza. I just couldn't do. I couldn't do pizza. I didn't want to do pizza either. Yeah, I I couldn't do it. I, I felt like it was easy. For uh, perspective here, we're on a budget now. We uh, <laughs> you're Which you're, clearly uh, your wife doesn't listen because I went on a whole rampage about how miserable a food budget is when lunch is the only thing you have to look forward to some days. Yeah, of course. But it's you're gonna love this. I like how uh, I just for so let's stop for a second because we're honoring the Golden Voice tonight with this episode. <laughs> Don't say anything. GV GV. <laughs> Tonight is solely for him. Our film tonight is the Academy Award nominated cliffhanger. <laughs> it's Sylvester Stallone at his finest. But what I just know other people <laughs> and some other people, mainly John Lithgow. Well, what's his nose from Walking Dead? What's his, what's his nose? His, what's his real name? Michael uh, Sarah. <laughs> no, that's not. My, uh, why is it Merle from Walking Dead? He's in He's it right also. there. Yeah, there's Merle. His name is something. He's Daryl's brother. He's Daryl's brother. He's also, uh, Yondo. In but right Guardians here, what I was galaxy. just showing you right there, the thing that I had forgotten is that this old timer, mm. that's Mr. Walton. Did you ever see the Waltons when you were a kid? The Mountain Family? No, Sorry, my mom. I'm shaking, I'm shaking my it's head. It's okay. No. People will get it. My mom I know was that the a guy giant from, fan. I know the, the guy from John it. Boy. I know that John yes, Boy John is in the Boy movie. Was in it. the original. It's got the mole on his face. Yeah, it's a big one. It's kind of off putting. Mole, mole, mole. <laughs> yeah, mole, mole, mole. <laughs> um, but yes, tonight is Cliffhanger, a classic film. Also, the first R rated flick I ever saw. 
at my neighbor Rick Guthrie's house, really? and my parents found out. I'm not entirely sure how they found out, but they were pretty upset. I, th- I want to say Terminator. <laughs> Terminator Two is the first R-rated movie I ever bought. I saw Terminator Two at another good story. Pretty soon, everyone on this pod is going to know my entire life history, as I told you. But Terminator Two, I saw at our now used to be grandmother's house mm. with Jared. And really? I thought for sure that my parents would, would show up. It's a funny tie-in because Jared showed me it <laughs> when I was about four years old. What a devious, <laughs> devious dude. No, but we were... I could we, not shower without fear oh in my God. core until I was probably 12 or 13 years old. Well, we were watching... I, I felt it was like one of those exhilarating feelings where you're watching it and you're like, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And I thought for sure it was getting late in the day. That any any moment, the dad or mom would call out and be like, time to leave. And I would be like, ah, I'm missing this. This is incredible. Yeah. Never happened. We got all the way through the movie. Uh, Terminator 2, walked downstairs. They weren't there because Emily and Taylor, my brother, had collided, mm. busted heads. And my sister, who's constantly getting hurt, had busted her head open well, over she, her eye. She and brought a lot of that on herself. <laughs> It'll be a while before she hears this. Yeah. Yeah. We got like three, four months. <laughs> But she had busted her head open, and they had just taken her to the hospital. Just left me there. Had no idea. No idea. But plus side, you got to watch Cliffhanger. Ter- no, no, Terminator Two. Terminator Two. Cliffhanger was at my next my uh, neighbor across the street, Rick Guthrie's house. Coincidentally, also the place where we uh, had the best scrambled porn. Yeah, that's that's. You got to know that house. Have to. Yeah. Like- it, it was the. It was so good. Everyone else's house. It it wasn't watchable. Yeah. But at his house, it was just watching, like, uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Coat, but with people banging. Yeah. Because it was just multicolored. Yeah, you can get totally past the fact that she's turning from neon green to neon pink, and then a weird stripe goes through, yeah. and then neon... It's like, it's all fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't I'm matter. seeing pubic hair and fake boobs, and it's great. <clears throat> yeah, back then, there was certain, uh, yeah, a lot of, <laughs> <lot> of pubis. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... As far as R-rated movies and being a kid go, I have plenty of memories. Obviously, I didn't see them in the theaters, but if if Roadhouse or Lethal Weapon or uh, Cliffhanger or Demolition Man or... Uh, Wesley Snipes' finest work. Uh, throw, throw out any Mel Gibson, Stallone, Patrick Swayze, Schwarzenegger, you name it, film was rentable or on TV. My, my dad would have them on, and I would just... Just kind of be in the room and, and get to see them. I don't, yeah. I don't think it was until Brian came along, you know, not, not throwing shade or anything. I don't think it was until I had brothers who were like, okay, guys, we're going to watch this movie. You go upstairs. Yeah. I remember my dad made a huge deal out of I had to be at least like 14 years old to watch Animal House. Really? And it's and in hindsight, I was like. I watched that last eh, night. That's pretty tame. I literally watched that movie last night. It's a great movie. It, uh, and I'm going to stand by Caddyshack's Better. I don't want to argue with you. On I, the pod. We can, <laughs> you want? I what? A, well, to to properly formulate my argument, I would need to watch both. Tell me, who in Animal House compares to Ty Chevy Chase from Caddyshack? As far as characters go, don't say John Belushi. Well, I don't think any of the characters uh, compare to him. But they're, they're, I'm just saying. You put Rodney Dangerfield into anything, it's mm. better. Yeah. Better. It's a better film. It just is. Yeah. Just my opinion. I'm not going to argue with you, but 
I think. Yeah. What is your dad? Is he in, is he on that fence of animal? Because my I my old man, and I hope he, you know, in five to seven years he'll hear this. <laughs> uh, he loved Animal House. He had a, he actually had a story. Sounds like your dad listens at the same rate that I read. Maybe. <laughs> But he he loved he he was in college when Animal House came out, so that's like yeah formulative. That's they, like big deal. Were they raging down at Gordon College? Uh, Just like the Deltas. Do you want to hear a few stories? <laughs> kind of. I'll tell you two. Okay. First one related to Animal House, and he loves to. He's told this one many times. They went, you know where they're from, Barnesville, Lamar mm-hmm. County, South Georgia. Yeah. Matt, that's like rural Australian, not, not per Australian Georgia. It's you know what it's exactly like Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Just plant a few trees and there's some grass. Yeah. But anyways, he they uh, a McDonald's. They went out one night, got hammered, went into a bar. They didn't know. Turns out it was predominantly a black establishment, mm. and they fully expected someone to walk up and say, "Do you mind if we dance with the old dates?" <laughs> and they were in trouble because it was a black bar. And they didn't know what they were getting into. And what was lucky was the woman that had helped raise my dad was a black lady. And she was at the bar that night. And she walked over and she's like, what are you doing here? And like, more or less, not save them. Yeah. But got them out of a situation they didn't need to be in. Yeah. And the other one is, at Gordon College, classic story, Hmm. there was an old Civil War cannon. Okay. No one thought it was operable. (laughs) <laughs> but they loaded it up, shoved a whole bunch of toilet rolls, toilet paper rolls into the cannon. As you do. Put the black powder and a, and a, and a flint and, a, and a, a fuse in it. Mm. Didn't think much of it. Ha ha ha. Right. Shot it off. It explodes. The cannon shoots out flaming balls <laughs> of toilet paper <laughs> that are on fire. They end up falling into trees. For like half a mile, starts a small fire. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's Animal yeah. House. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. He tells that story a lot. Well, I mean, case in point. By the way, this scene—I don't want to interrupt you. It's so iconic. She. Th- this is the opening scene of Cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, Merle's. <laughs> Merle from The Walking Dead. What's bothering me is I know his name. Because he's been he's been interviewed on podcasts I listen to, and I and he's in Atlanta a lot because yeah. of The Walking Dead. And I well, not anymore. His character's been dead for I, seasons. Well, yeah, I know. I can't think of his name. But the thing that bothers me about this scene is she she could have done more long before Sly gets out there on the line. Yeah, reach up and grab the wire and stop being a dummy. Yeah, like your 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 backpack strap's not gonna last. Do do what you can to get up there and grab and grab the line. But even more than that, forget about what she could do once she's dangling. She could have grabbed the line and held on to it as the straps came undone. Yeah. She never even had to be in the position of dangling by uh, there she goes. a nylon strap. Her and that teddy bear, they're not they're they both go. The teddy bear actually is fine. Well, yeah, the teddy bear makes it. Yeah. And coincidentally, he's the star of uh, Toy Story 3. <laughs> Look at, I love this. When she falls right here, just goodbye. Yeah, and that's that's why Sly Stallone had to start wearing trucker hats and go to Denver and just 
And he broke Start up with his arm wrestling short haired girlfriend yeah. and just can't rescue people in the mountains anymore. <laughs> just can't do it. It's like, is this the first person you've lost? You're clearly a man in your forties and this is your profession. I'm sorry, but if you're a mountaineering, you've dealt with death. You've let you, this. She's not the first person no. that died on your watch. No. And, and if then you're we, hearing noises, it appears we're letting cold cuts out to pee. Well, he's got to go potty. Sure. Wait. And the door closes. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. What do we... What, what? I must have pressed the wrong button here. What'd you do? I want to... I just at a quick glance because it went to the menu. I saw the director. I want to, like, what else has this director made? Let's, you know what? The power... The power of the phone. The power of the phone. Has he done any porn? <laughs> One hopes. <laughs> Dick hanger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, what's a porno parody for cliffhanger? <laughs> Excuse me. I think we need to stay focused <laughs> on the one. <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't we haven't finished uh, Bonin and Mayberry just yet. No, Leah. What role do you want to play <laughs> in the Bonin and Mayberry? Yeah. <laughs> Are you Thelma? I think no. I think I want to be Aunt B. You sure you don't want to be uh, opposite Evan Stone? We, you, we you already can, have an Aunt B though. You oh. could be Helen Crump. Helen Crump. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. We'll just tell Riley. Uh, we'll, I think we'll Barney's tell, girlfriend is hotter. We'll tell Riley Reed kick rocks. Leah's gonna be Helen Crump. That means I have to play the role because no one <laughs> but me. <laughs> you, really, you're gonna tell Evan Stone he can't be part of the movie? <laughs> no, that's a good point. I don't want anybody to see uh, <laughs> many laughing man. Little laughing man doesn't need to be on anybody's camera. Yeah, talk about little laughing. Talk about it's depression. Me too movement. Yes, yeah, no one needs to see that. Yeah, no, that's one of those things. Where, like, I don't. Like, I see myself naked in the mirror before I get in the shower. I don't need to see it in video. It's not going to be good. You ever made a video? Not of me. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not of me. I don't know. Who, who right. would do that? Cliffhanger. Let's take a look here. <laughs> oh, that wasn't sorry. me. Uh-huh. It wasn't. You're not listening anyway. Yeah. You don't, you're not even an avid listener of the podcast. You're on like episode zero. Zero. Her, her point is, <laughs> yeah, but I hear it live. No, you don't. Well, you know what? We hear your FaceTiming. Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right. The director was Rennie Harlan, mm-hmm. born the 15th of March, 1959, as Rennie Lurie Moritz Harola. Is he most, American? The most six, no. The most successful Finnish film director in the history of Hollywood. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to get a... It gives me a bunch of... It's like a Tarver length. Don't bring him up. Definition, sorry. Don't bring him up. Sorry. Just trying to get a filmography here. B-Tarv ruined episode 18. Let's not bring him in episode 19. I think he ruined it. But let's see. Director of... Most recent work is Legend of the Ancient Sword. Hey, look at these two guys right here. That dude on the left. That's my boss. <laughs> well, the dude on the left, we've seen in other things, right? You recognize him, don't you? Yeah, he's, it's, uh, he's in uh, Blow. Right. He's in... Okay. Uh, You're making my point. We've yeah. seen him in other things. Who the fuck is the other guy? We'll never know. I mean, he looks like he could be an extra in Point Okay, break. okay. The director of Cliffhanger... In 1999, had the illustrious job of directing Deep Blue Sea, a movie we've, we've Deepest, talked Deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. Yeah. The Long Kiss Goodnight with Gina Davis. 
Cutthroat Island, a Ooh, very good okay. film with Gina Davis. Let's hold. Let's let's go ahead and hit pause for a second. A young Gina Davis really does it for the Golden Voice. The old Gina Davis does it for the Laughing Man. Well, yeah, I mean Gina, but like Earth Girls are easy. Oh, Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis. Does it get? Yeah, by the way, Leah's got a real... I follow Jeff Goldblum. She's got a real lady boner for, for old... No, only old. Just so you know, that's called a wide-on. Both? All of them. Okay, she's got a lady boner Stop for, saying lady boner. It's wide-on. A wide-on? Yeah. What does that mean? Like... <laughs> oh, it opens. Yeah. I get it. A real wide-on for Jeff real Goldblum. Wide on. She likes, she likes uh, old and... I thought it was old only, oh, but apparently old. all Jeff Goldblum... Yeah. I follow Jeff Goldblum on Instagram, and he is a stylish man. He's a he's a charismatic, funny guy. I just I imagine love him, me some Jeff Goldblum. Like, I, I just imagine, I just if you got to do it, come in here and be a part of the pod. Yeah, producer McKenzie in there. Come on in here, Seriously. talk to the folks about Jeff Goldblum. I just Goldblum. <laughs> I just I just think of him like I think Jeff Goldblum in real life mm. is his character from Grand Budapest. Yeah, maybe. It might be closer to any of the others. Maybe that's more. He seems like a genuinely fun guy to be around. He does. I would love to hang out with Jeff Goldblum. Me too. So would she. This is my daughter. Do you want to coodle and coddle on the podcast here? So now I just want to look at you with this judgment. Is, look at that smile. Hey, we're getting a smile getting out a of smile out of Vivian little, Marie. Little baby. Little baby V. And this the toothpicks is one knee. I don't know. I found them in my pocket and took them out. <laughs> This is a this is a pod first. Lots of lots of uh, lots of babies. Lots of no sound because there's a baby in the room, and we're just gonna look at the baby. Look at the baby. No, but she definitely gets a wide on for, for Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it's not a hard on; it's a wide on. <laughs> in fact, I believe I heard that from an Australian comedian. Which one? I don't remember her name. Comedian. But bringing it back to. Uh, Matt in Perth. Mm-hmm. I believe. But yeah, young Gina Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Is she in the fly with Jeff Goldblum? Mm. Or am I just am I just connecting the two because of Earth Girls are easy? Now power the phone. Power the phone. Who is in the fly with Jeff Gold, Gold with Jeff Goldblum here <laughs> in the studio today? Uh-huh. Jeff Goldblum. That's a Carry on, I'm looking. <laughs> That's a key characteristic of classic douchebag radio hosts. They mispronounce uh, the most popular of people's names. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> John Lafkow. <laughs> I'm just, sorry, I'm totally focused right now. <laughs> we're looking up Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, and his lady counterpart was... It's a long it's, filmography. It's uh, well, at least it's the filmography that's holding you up, and not the uh, poor cell service in your house. <laughs> oh no, it is. You're getting up and walking around. I was right. Just gonna bring it back over to cliffhanger for a second. Sylvester Stallone has said no. I will not help you go rescue people in the mountains. Nobody knows that they actually don't need. Real rescuing because they are foreign money smuggling criminals. Gina Davis. It's Gina Davis in the fly. In the fly. I really. Uh, apologies, right FCK. I have to pee. Just All give right. me. Let's pause.
Let's pod. Back from the PP break. You know, Bruce McGill, who's briefly in this movie, he's coincidentally, after all the Animal House talk, D-Day from Animal House. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. He's in this film. Yep. yep, yep. I'll call it a film because that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if my dad got to meet him or not, but he was in the movie that Banks was an extra in. Shut up. In, that uh, Mexican baseball movie. Yeah. He's, I believe he's a co. He's not an umpire. I want to say he's a coach or he's some, some, I don't know, but he, him and Cheech Marin and Clifton Collins were the three most recognizable actors. And Banks. And Banks. Yeah. And if you watch the final cut of the movie, Banks has like a lot of face shots. Well, I love the, the, my favorite Banks was when one of the little Mexican hits, kids hits a home run Mm -hmm. and Banks turns and looks. It's like a nice little cutaway of when he turns to watch the ball (laughs) fly out. And I was like, (laughs) Banks. I was like Peter Griffin all of a sudden, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Banks. The, the guy that plays Travers, I don't know what his real name is, but he's the kind of guy, like, he looks like he's probably always been bald. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't picture him that with, guy? with hair. Although I do think he does have, does he have hair in Die Hard? Because no. he's in Die Hard 2, right? No, he the doesn't, airport. he's never had hair. Yeah. Can you imagine him be pulling, you're an actor, and you're just bald? <clears throat> well, The Rock. But you. Bruce Willis. Ah, uh, that's a good point. Bruce Willis has been losing his hair in front of us since, like, 1991. Since he was 14. <laughs> I mean, Steve Martin has always been... Leave Steve Martin yeah. out of this. He's a god, sir. He is an American <laughs> treasure. <laughs> Second only to Jeff Goldblum. But, like, Steve Martin, he's had white hair, or gray hair, since The Jerk, which was made in, like, 1870. <laughs> yeah, he was, like, 30. <laughs> He was like 17 and white-haired. <laughs> Although, they do say, like, if you're going to go gray early, it's better to go gray early. Because hey, then you're, you're ageless. Another dad story. He had people convinced at Lamar County High School in Barnesville yeah. that Steve Martin was his dad. <laughs> true, true story. I had people convinced in middle school that James Hetfield from Metallica was my uncle. Interesting. Some kid randomly commented one day that I kind of looked like him. I was like, it's funny you say that. That's my mom's brother. And they're like, shut up. And it didn't make you any more popular. No, it didn't. But it was an easy sell. And, and credit to me for quick thinking because they're like, well, why isn't your last name? Oh, it's your mom's brother. Okay, oh. okay, okay. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's their maiden name. Duh. While we have a guest host who we're really not even giving enough time to. Yeah, well, I don't even know if she's getting picked up all the way over there. In she the, might not be. In but the massage chair. The producer, Leah. Do you know what film... It's, film. Pro- it's producer McKenzie. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you're McKenzie now. Do you know what film it was that Ge- Gef, Jeff Goldblum gave you your first wide on? Oh, you're asking me. Yeah. Like, when did you first when say... When did I know he was the one? Is that what you're asking me? Well, the one is, is a... Let's not do that. When but when... It, what, the one. Well, I think the first thing that She's I gonna can... sell that hard. Yeah, yeah, she is gonna sell I it. Think well, she shit on me for an hour before we started today. I was You've got no facial hair and she even, yeah, she I pulled the you. What a dick. I even What a dick. Even G V wouldn't say that. No, even the golden voice. Anyways, what Jeff Goldblum film? Well, the first time I remember seeing Jeff Goldblum's gotta be Jurassic Park. 
Okay. Doctor Ian Malcolm, a fair one. Yeah. I mean, well, and the way he the way he right? gently hot. strokes Laura Dern's oh, hand her knuckles, yes, yes, with the water. It's like I mean, even that gave me I a mean, wide eye. Even I get a wide eye when I think about. It. <laughs> now there will be there will be dinos on this dinosaur tour, right? <laughs> we got to get Jurassic Park. And then, the of show. course, what's his name says, "I really hate that man." <laughs> oh, I really hate. So that. it was Jurassic Richard, Park. Richard, was it Richard Attenborough? But that can't be because. He, you were like five. You can't well, get a no, white I'm on it. Fine. That's definitely let's the first not. Time I saw. Let's no, not go there. No much. Too much. <laughs> when was it? Okay. When was the first? No, I can't as a as a grown woman. I don't know. No. I can't tell you. I can't tell you that. Well, is there a Jeff Goldblum film now <laughs> that when you watch it, it's just like, oh, Austin, give me ten minutes alone in this room, please. Yeah, Grand Budapest. It yeah. came. We, oh, I really? watched it when I was sick the other day, and she was like. It, the the, the guttural the guttural sounds that came out of my wife were like Forrest Gump's mom. Like, I don't. I'm not, yeah. In fact, yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I hey. thought that was him making the noises. Well, he makes the noise at the guy after the fact. No, yeah, no. But no, that's Sally Field all the way. Are you sure? Uh, Sally Field would have me making that noise. Uh, excuse you. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen Smokey and the Bandit? I was going to say, yeah. if you're going to go Sally Field, you got to go Frog. She's adorable. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire? Yes, please. If she's good enough for Pierce Brosnan, she's good force. enough for this guy. <laughs> she was gorgeous. Oh, it was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> <laughs> pulls the Mercedes emblem off the car. Uh, no, Sally Field's gorgeous. Is that a part well, of your car, dear? I, you know, one of the weirdest Sally, just because we're all over the place. I think we're staying on, on point, though, with Cliffhanger, kind of. Uh, one of my favorite Sally Films film, Sally Fields films, was uh, Eye for an Eye. Never seen We it. brought up Kiefer Sutherland in episode 18. Let's not talk about episode 18. You let it go. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Kiefer, Su- Kiefer Sutherland plays a rapist. And do you want Baby V to watch Cliffhanger? Because she is watching. She's watching the shit out of it very intently. She does that. Anyways, Kiefer is a rapist, and the beginning of the movie, Sally Field is on the phone. Yeah, she's on the phone with her young daughter. I think she's like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, and they're planning some kind of event. And the doorbell rings. And Kiefer Sutherland, you're distracting me. I'm sorry, but it's... it's she's loving Cliffhanger, bro. Let her watch it. She's making some great faces. She is. <laughs> and she's upset because she's sitting up. No, this is, she's okay sitting up. Back up. Kiefer Sutherland is a rapist. Yes. And so, yes. in the film, Sally Field is on the phone with her daughter. Got it. And it's, I think it's fairly towards the beginning. Can't give you the exact time. Is this time like a line. 90s film? Yes. I would say early 90s. And uh, she's on the phone with her daughter. They're planning a wedding. Someone... Is bringing flowers. One of the floor. I think he was a florist, yeah. or worked for a florist, and he's delivering yeah. flowers. Rape interrupt. Yeah. So, <laughs> so while she's on the phone with her daughter, the daughter answers the door, and there's Kiefer Sutherland looking straight Lost Boys. It was almost like they just said, "Go for the Lost Boys look," mm-hmm. but just he's older, and that's fine. You still have the mullet from he did the vampire yes. days. He had the mullet. We're gonna need you straight to keep Kiefer. that. So. When he opens the door, he sees this good-looking 16-year-old girl and just, as a rapist, decides, I guess, jackpot. I don't know how they think. It's yeah. fucked up. But he opens the door. There she is. Rapes her, kills her. And in the movie, they know it's him. He gets arrested. But because of a legal technicality and a uh, due process of the law, there was a mistake made. This sounds a lot like Double Jeopardy. It kind of is. Okay. Double Jeopardy was pretty much a straight 
ripoff. But well, because, then I need to watch it because I liked Double Jeopardy. Because <laughs> yeah, it's a good film. But because they had made a legal technicality, they have to let him go. So then Sally also sounds like The Sopranos. Yes, which we've talked they, about. Employee of the month. <laughs> nice. Get it out. Good job. She's got the black lung. She's got the black lung, Pop. So they let Kiefer Sutherland out. It's it's permanently on the internet. It's fine. Your child's cough. <laughs> you have the black lung, Pop. <laughs> so uh, they let they let him out, and so the rest of the film. I know I saw that. The rest of the film. Oh no. Becomes. That's why she's coughing. She's yeah. Upset. She's upset. Becomes her Sally Field like going commando and like learning how to do jujitsu. And gunfire training because mm-hmm. she's going to eventually avenge, kill her daughter. Yeah, kill her daughter's rapist murderer. Now it sounds like enough with J Lo. You're you're all over this right now. <laughs> you really are. But and that just goes to show you that the that nothing's original. The story arcs in Hollywood always. Yeah, yeah. they're always the same. But the, have we the done whole, a rape <laughs> revenge film lately? <laughs> the whole point is, at the end of the film, there's this, and me and my friend used to do this all the time because we're like, this is so stupid. He, they get, in, you know, he comes, like, there's gunfights, and they, they have their interactions, mm. and uh, she has, she's the last one standing, and she has a gun, and she's pointing it at Kiefer Sutherland, and of all the things in that writing room that they could have come up with, oh, no. Kiefer Sutherland says, what are you going to do, shoot me? Yeah. <laughs> and she does. And that's the end of the film. <laughs> like, how can that be your last line? What are you going to do? Shoot me. Mm. Well, classic. Yeah. Yeah. Hitchcock could not have said it better himself. Oh, yeah. It was real Spielberg. It's funny. All the, it's funny how things connect. Like we, I don't know if it was this episode or the last one we talked about it and Jerry. It was this yeah, one, was, and then we well, talked. We, I've sure been drinking. Yeah. We, and then we have, we got to John Boy, and he's also in it. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. I believe his first film credit is um, Death Wish. With Charles Bronson. Good one. And he is a rapist oh. alongside Lawrence Fishburne. That's giving her a wide on as we I speak. Know. Well, Lawrence Fishburne? No, no. Jeff Goldblum being a rapist. He's, he's got like, <laughs> he's, he's sweaty and emaciated and very pale looking like he's craving crack and hasn't had it in a few days. And, he, and he's one of Charles Bronson's daughter's rapists that ultimately sparks Charles Bronson's to go AWOL and, and, and shoot shoot up all the criminals in, in the city. I personally like Bronson's rom-coms. I thought they were a nice change of pace <laughs> when he wasn't always out to avenge. I love in the movie Great Escape. Have you seen uh, Great Escape? Come on. Yeah. When they're digging in the, the shower. The one American guy somehow just does nothing. <laughs> the British do all the work. And then the American just rides yeah, off yeah, on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah it's a good film. distract people with the yeah, tunnel. It's a gr- yeah, no, it's fine. No, it's what great, I love great when, they're, when they're digging the tunnel in the shower room and they have to like snap into place real quick and he hops in the shower <laughs> and the, the, the Nazi uh, camp operator comes like, what are you doing? He's like, shower, I need the whoosh. <laughs> it's like, what, what country is this guy fighting for? <laughs> Because he doesn't sound like any of the ones involved, and then and then he looks at James Coburn and he goes, "What are you doing?" He's like, oh, "I'm watching him. I'm a lifeguard." <laughs> and then he looks at Danny, the like the boyish blue eyed blonde guy that's like that's Charles Bronson's like right hand man. He's like, and "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm mopping up." Yeah, but I just literally like, shower. I, you know, we, I need the whoosh. We need to do more Steve McQueen films. 
I'm all for it. I love Cool Hand Luke should be definitely on our list. Yeah, he's not in that, but I agree. I know, but he, <laughs> Cool Hand Luke just hit me. <laughs> Paul yeah. Newman's great. Yeah. I always get Steve McQueen and Paul Newman. Maybe that's why I just did that. Oh, I get them to... They both give me a white on. Mm. <laughs> I, just, I just love Cool yeah. Hand Luke. What we have here is a failure, failure to, to communicate. communicate. <laughs> no so boss. No so boss. <laughs> nah. It's funny, Great Escape, that's one of those, like, there's so many movies I can think, that I think back on that my dad, like, sat down and made me watch. Not, like, forced me to watch, but he was like, we're going to watch The Great Escape, or we're going to watch Young Frankenstein. And in hindsight, I'm glad for it, because I love The Great I'm Escape. I'm personally gra- glad that he made y'all watch Young Frankenstein, because never in the history of kiddom has yeah. there been a better Halloween costume than Adelaide? I know. As Dr. <laughs> Victor Frankenstein. I know. It's a big debate in the house. Baby V's upset. Baby V's got to leave the, the uh, Studio A <laughs> to go to Studio A1. <laughs> we'll be suckling and sleeping. Right. Good no wide ons. And go to bed with dreams of Jeff Goldblum. Uh-huh. But not from Death Wish. Not from Death Wish. It's not going to be. Very rapey. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no rapist. There was often debate in the household over Adelaide's costumes because every, like, great idea I came up with was ever like, that's a man. Like, I dressed her up as Jean, as, <laughs> just dressed her up as Jean Wilder, Dr. Frankenstein. It was. Because she has the wild, thick, curly no, blonde hair. Not only was we it. We gave cool. her the pencil thin mustache. It was so <laughs> fucking good. Because yeah. her hair is perfect. As Jean curly Wilder. Ger- yeah. yeah. Jean Wilder blonde, curly as fuck. All you have to do, it, it's just economical. Yeah. You draw on a little mustache, mm-hmm. which is more facial hair than I have. We gave her a Frankenstein doll. You give a monster. Her we gave her a, a creature and a white little lab coat. Lab coat. Yep. It was just, I a lot of things. You know, you get on Facebook, you throw a like here and there. Mm. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that mildly made me laugh. Yeah. All right, I'll throw you a like because I know you in high school. That was like I, I distinctly remember where I was. I was on the toilet. <laughs> I remember where I was when I saw my niece dressed like Doctor Frankenstein on Facebook. I was taking a violent shit, <laughs> and I really liked it so much the shit got better. Now I was met with uh, I won't say aggression, but I, I was it was a fight this past Halloween. Albury, my youngest. She was a she's a big baby. She's slimming up now because she's getting a little bit taller. But for a while, Got attitude on her too. <laughs> for a while, she was she was a chunky little baby, and more. <laughs> more. Um, she and I remember saying like, I don't remind, <laughs> reminds me. Sorry, she reminds me. Ross of, from Friends. No, she reminds me of the uh, of Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black when they're pouring the sugar in the water. <laughs> more. <laughs> More. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. She, uh, I proposed. I said Adelaide's blonde. They're both still a young enough age where we can pretty much dress them however we want to for Halloween, and they can't give us any lip. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is the perfect year for Albury to be chunk and do the truffle shuffle from Goonies. Oh, magical! And we could put Adelaide in a Superman shirt and some red suspenders, <laughs> and kind of tie her blonde hair to the side to make it lopsided, <laughs> and she could be sloth. Rocky Road. And I even had Adelaide, I was like, say it like daddy, baby Ruth. (laughs) And they both thought it was hilarious. I was like, we put Albury in a little Hawaiian shirt and teach her to lift it up. Because at that age, if you told Albury, show us your belly button, she'd pull her shirt up and and wiggle her stomach around. I was like, they could be the perfect 
sloth chunk duo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, those are both men. Let these let our children be girl characters for Halloween. No. I'm like, all my good ideas are guys. I can't help it. I'm They're sorry. great ideas, though. I, I, that's the struggle now for me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know what to do. I would be just like you. I'd be yeah. dressing her up as... Well, and last year... Adelaide was Ray from Star Wars. She, Saw that. She loves Star Wars. And Aubrey just, by default, was Chewbacca. Yeah. And funny enough, like, she loved the hat. She kept the Chewbacca hat on all night. Mm-hmm. And normally it's like a, it's, to put, keep, put anything on her head, she, she fights. The year before, it's probably my favorite Albury years, her first Halloween, I think. Mm-hmm. She was the devil. She had a little, like, red devil costume that. with yeah. a pitchfork. We had bought a pig snout. Because I wanted her to be a deviled ham. <laughs> but she wouldn't keep it on, understandably. But Adelaide had, had, was adamant that she wanted to be a witch, so she Ooh. had a witch costume, and Aubrey was our chubby little devil. What about a deviled egg? That's a nice costume. You can put them in an egg <laughs> with little horns. She's a deviled egg. Yeah, I mean, uh, how old will V be on Halloween this year? I don't do math. What's her birthday? I don't Seven even- months. She'll be... Seven and a half months. What's her birthday? March tenth. Okay, so yeah, she'll she'll. You can make her whatever you want this year. Well, I know she does not give a shit, and no. really, even if next year or the year after, I can do what I want. Yeah, no, you're good till like probably four or five. Fuck when that. They, when they have an event. <laughs> this is what you're wearing. <laughs> I mean, one of the coolest Halloween costumes I ever had as a kid. I think I was probably four, four or five years old. It was in the first house we lived in. <laughs> My parents made. <laughs> <laughs> a Frankenstein's monster costume. And I mean made. Mm-hmm. Like, they got me shoulder pads to make my shoulders look bigger. My dad turned, like, old beat-up Nikes that I wasn't wearing anymore into boots by putting some, like, black felt around the top to actually give it some some height up the leg. Right. They used spearmint gum to glue uh, <laughs> uh, thread thimbles. I, I, I remember like, this. They went, like, yeah. they went all out on making. We, had, we spent a lot of Halloweens together. I don't know if you remember that. We, we, you were an army soldier, I think, that year. Maybe. But one year, you were, uh, didn't we both do, we were both prisoners? Uh, there's a picture of it somewhere. Well, yeah, we both were. I was too young to have memory of it because yeah. it's you and Jared that are probably, like, four and two and then Chubby well, Infant no, he's Brent. Old, he's older than that. How much older is he? He just turned 40. Okay, so, so he's, he's, he would have been seven, and I would have been... And no, From actually, my memory of the pictures, you're probably not even old enough to clearly remember it, because I'm probably not even walking. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember it. I remember, I remember the seeing pictures. the costume like in a box, like a keepsake box, and it was like baby thermals that they had painted stripes on so that I could match the two of you. Yeah. In your jail costumes. Yeah, you definitely had that uh, early Hickman cheeks. Yeah. I remember that pretty. Aubrey's got that. She does. She was a... I, we had a... You want to talk about while we're taking a, another break here from the film. <laughs> uh, nice. My first Father's Day and, and happy and we, we talked. We had a great time with you and... Uh, that was and the girls good. and Kristen. That was a fun time. I told... Gotta say, Maggiano's, Maggie's, taking a dip. Not very good. It's... Maggiano's... It's. I don't know if it's a national chain. It might be. I think it is. There's two in Atlanta, and for a long there's, time, there's more than that. There is. Yeah. There's one in Buckhead. There's one right over here at Cumberland. There's the one we went to the at perimeter. Perimeter. So there's three. At least three. Yeah. Maggiano's was my staple birthday dinner restaurant for a couple of years because when the chef that was originally in charge of the the Georgia locations 
was still there. There was a dish on the main course menu. It was braised beef cannelloni. And I'm sure you know what cannelloni is. It's like a, it's like an Italian enchilada. It's mm-hmm. a big noodle that they stuff with meat and cheese. And they put like two or three side by side and then bake it in a sauce with cheese yep. on top. And he and they made it with this really rich, really salty Asiago cream sauce. Mm-hmm. And it was just glorious. Yeah. And I used to get... Look at us now. (laughs) Fat as fuck. I got that for my birthday probably two or three years in a row. And I remember for my, I don't know, 20 whatever birthday, probably 26 or 27, I was like, "Eh." I hadn't gone there for a couple years. I was like, let's go to Maggiano's because I want that braised beef cannelloni. Sit down. Waitress hands me my giant leather-bound menu. I'm like, I'm good. I know what I want. You know, she comes back to take the orders, and I ask for that. She's like, oh, we actually don't do that anymore. It's like, and my whole my whole family knows like, ah, that's the only reason we came. It's because it's what he likes. He's like, yeah, the we have a new head chef over all the restaurants, and and he replaced it with a with like a beef ravioli. I'm like, is it the same flavors, just in a new shape, like taco versus burrito? And she's like, no, it's a little different. There's carrot and broccoli, and I'm like. What? <laughs> and my 27-year-old heart was broken. <laughs> However old I was. And so I got some bullshit lasagna, and I was like, never again. But we still do go there occasionally. And if you're going to go there, the thing to do is to shop on that buy one, get one menu. If you order the baked ziti, you get to take lasagna home for free. I... I- I don't agree. In fact, all it did <laughs> all it did was exacerbate my sadness. Like mm. cuz it wasn't good. Yeah. So no, I, just, when I got home 2 days later and I was like, "You know what? That wasn't good, but I did get to bring home a spaghetti and meatball." Yeah. And you eat that and you're like, "Damn it. This is not any good. It used to be better." I know. I'm saying Maggiano's used to be good. We would go there for yeah. birthdays, we would go there for special events, but it's not Authentic Mag- Italian. Uh, Magianos, please do subscribe. <laughs> it's not that good, authentic Italian mom and top corner Italian place that you can rely on always being good. But as far as chain Italian goes, it was always like it starts at Olive Garden, then you go Macaroni Grill, mm. and then if you really want to spend the big bucks and have a great meal, you go Magianos. Yeah. And nowadays, I probably put them all three in the same. Bro, I have to say it. it when, when we got home, I was like, "It's, it's Olive Garden. It's underwhelming. It's Olive Garden at best." But at least with Olive Garden, there's no pretentiousness. Yeah, you go well at you, Olive Garden. The, the you chairs don't spend a ha- hundred dollars, like yeah, I did, and the chairs have wheels. Yeah, you, well, you, you need that. Yeah, to get to the bathroom, right? But you get the same thing. <laughs> you get the take-home meal, and you spend forty bucks. Soup, and salad, you, and breadsticks. And you get those. Horrible, delicious breadsticks that are like 500 calories a piece. I mean, by the time your entree hits the table, when we, if we don't sell out, we turn them into hot dog buns and give them varsity. <laughs> exactly. But by the time your entree hits the table, you've had 7,000 calories. Yeah. That salad. People are like, oh, it's salad. Yeah. Look at the calorie count. If you go to Kroger, you it's could, some lettuce and a lot of cheese. What's well, up, cheese? <laughs> go. If I, so. I remember the day I was so excited to find out that you could buy Olive Garden dressing in the bottle. The black guy in this movie 
looks a lot like Darice from Cool Runnings. It is Darice from Cool Runnings. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, <laughs> He's the knife just guy. Watched, there's that, always a good just watched knife that guy. movie on uh, Friday night. There's always a good knife guy in every in every 90s oh, yeah. action. Like some, Anywho. Somebody's good with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember my excitement at finding out you could buy um, Olive Garden dressing and Kroger. Mm-hmm. What a game changer. I can have that Olive, Olive Garden dressing on my salads, right? You feel like, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Then you look at the back. <laughs> For an Italian dressing, it has to be the most calorie-filled. It's just ridiculous. Because when you get an Italian dressing, your brain tells you, wow, this is okay. Yeah. Oil, vinegar, a couple spices, better than ranch. Yeah, my 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 best nope. friend, my best friend in high school, his stepdad was self-proclaimed Italian. And he probably is some Italian. I remember him showing <laughs> I remember him showing me a way to make a an authentic Italian dressing from scratch and I watched him do it. It was mostly olive oil, lemon juice, parmesan cheese, and a little bit of salt and a little and a very small amount of vinegar, like a quick dash. He's like cuz it's over the, the lemon is is strong. The vinegar, she's like, you just need a little lemon, a little vinegar. The Parmesan and salt work together, and olive oil is the base. You mix all that together, it's good on anything. And it was. It was incredible. And I'm sure what you're about to tell us is in the olive salad salad dressing is... It's just all calories. It's just garbage. And it, it's basically a Big Mac that's been pureed. And, and I think a part of it is you're not at the Olive Garden. So it doesn't taste the same, even though yeah. it's the same shit. Yeah, it, it just doesn't taste the same. Well, yeah, it'd be like if they sold Big Mac sauce in a bottle. You don't have to sell it. I, I make better Big Mac sauce than <laughs> McDonald's does. You All know right. how easy that shit is. Speaking, Mayonnaise, speaking ketchup, of this, speaking of this, we alluded to it in episode eighteen before we went down the hundred or million <laughs> rabbit hole. Give me your top three and your bottom three fast food restaurants. Oh, so I thought long and hard about this. Um, Hold on. Bad guy is Max Dad. That's Max Dad right there from It's Always Sunny. Sorry. Wait, where? He is behind Merle right there. Oh, it is. That's Max Holy Dad. Holy shit, Max Dad. Sorry. He went to prison after this for a long time. <laughs> it's a new stereo. <laughs> when is it going to be my turn? God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, that's what you do. You go to someone else's house and you open you the open presents, presents. That, they, that they leave and for they you. They go to someone else's house. <laughs> that's uh, why there was never any presents in my house because when we got home, somebody <laughs> had come and taken them all. Uh, to your fast food point, um, Wendy's. We're doing the top three or the bottom three? Give me your top three. Okay. Um, do they need to be ranked one to three? No, you can do... I mean, if you want to go best to worst in your top three, you can. Okay. But it's really just top three, bottom three. Wendy's. Okay. Popeye's. Really? McDonald's. Okay. Bottom three. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're on the same page so far with two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Burger King never makes my cut. Even when the smoke's on? Even when the smoke's on. Okay. And, uh... Oh, there's one I never go to. KFC. I never go there. Okay. 
All right, let me, I, I, I thought about this some. I'm going to try and wing it here at last minute. Top three, mm-hmm. Steak and Shake. I don't. I didn't. I didn't say anything about yours. Okay. Let's both hash yeah, them no, out, no, and fine, then we'll it's argue. Fine, it's fine. Top three. Uh-huh. Steak and Shake. Yes. Yes. Chick Fil A. Of course. McDonald's. All right. Bottom three. McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Captain D's. KFC. <laughs> Captain D's. Nothing I- makes me feel more. <laughs> Nauseous and gross, and like there's a layer of film that is formed on the top of my skin. Than the thought of biting into the cracklins that they sell at, KF, at, at Captain D's. They don't even sell those. You can get them for free. I will tell you this too. I worked the job I got laid off from was right next to a Captain D's. Yeah, and when we were kids uh, and poor, they mom and dad would bring home. Like I, I've told, I've mentioned this. I don't. Know, we weren't poor. We that's not fair, but <laughs> dad, sometimes, you know, you didn't have time for, to make dinner. He did whatever. He would bring home like two foot long sub sandwiches mm. and we'd all cut it. And well, I was going to say, as far as bottom three goes, honorable mention, Subway. Subway. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, picture looks great. He, uh, one of our meals when we were kids was Captain D's and my mom would drench her shit, fries and fish and malted vinegar. Ugh. And, um. I like that. I've always been a vinegar guy because she was such a vinegar person. I like um, malted vinegar on like a good, authentic, you're in a an Irish or British restaurant fish and chips. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, that's not what that's we're talking about. That's not what here. Captain D's is. But uh, <laughs> that's just fried then, you know, bottom I, feeder fish. <laughs> when you get to an age where you have money and you, you're buying your own food, I just didn't go there. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a conscious decision. It just didn't happen. And then we were I, when I worked next to one, I'll never go there because whatever ha- every single fucking day yeah. when they light their fryer because mm. you know I'm there at seven thirty. Whenever the manager gets in, his big that might have been part of it too. This three hundred pound manager mm. looked like he ate half the product <laughs> when he would fire up their fucking oil. The smell that Ugh. emanated from that place, I can't. They're the reason we have global warming. Maybe. <laughs> And eights. I'm convinced. But I'm just saying, the smell, I mean, every day. And we knew it was coming. And after seven years, you still didn't get used to it. You would still say at 10 o'clock in the morning, fuck, man, that is just... And what's funny about it? We're a bunch of mechanics. Yeah. No time to eat. You got to grab and go, right? That was literally 10 feet away. The easiest grab and go. Never ate there. No one. We never ate there. We never said, oh, oh fuck it. Let's just get Captain D's. Exactly. Sometimes you would think like, fuck, man, we're so busy. I'll just skip lunch. Just give me, just go over there and get a fucking salad. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never I don't think ate they sold Captain salad D. at Captain D's. Even if they did, we wouldn't know it. If it was, it was fried never and cracklings would substitute the croutons. Never ate there. There was no happier moment in my teenage or maybe early 20s life than when the Captain D's by my dad's office finally closed. Because for a long time, I mean, when I was a teenager in high school and I didn't have a regular part-time job, he would pay me to come to the office after hours and clean the presses. And then, and then like in the summers, if they needed like hand, uh, like hand labor, like putting books together and shit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He, Brent, we need you for hand labor. Well, I mean, we, Banks does this now. He'll come down. He'll oh, put shit together for no, a couple of hours. No, but you see what I'm saying. I know. It's hand, a good joke. Hand labor. 
<laughs> it's a good joke. I, if anything, Banks has a doctorate <laughs> in hand labor. <laughs> but for a while, like, they used to have this method at the shop when I was a teenager where they would just put literally, like, names of restaurants on a strip of paper and fold it up in a hat like a game of... of uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's making the face that I make over Captain D's. <laughs> Cliffhanger Stallone. I'm sorry. The face that Sylvester Stallone makes <laughs> from being almost frozen to death with no jacket in the Rockies <laughs> is the same face I make when I'm thinking about That's Captain D's. That's why we need a D's. visual. Yeah. <sighs> no, but they would like literally put restaurants in a hat, shake it up, draw one, and that's what they ate so that they were never arguing over what to eat and they never got sick of the same thing over and over again. And I can vividly remember days where like, all right, Captain D's, and they're all happy about it. Yeah. And I would just go, I, I don't, I'm good with water. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink so much water that like, my stomach I was not a up. pretentious 17-year-old, but I was like, I'd rather just not eat lunch yeah. than eat Captain D's with you guys. I will say the only, and there's differences in the list, of course. I, I, I do, like every Southerner, love Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It's just, what happens is... I eat there so much mm-hmm. that I lose the love, and it never—it's never something now like that I'm excited about. Does that make sense? It's yeah. like, yeah, I go there because of course it's dependable. Yeah, you know, of course you know. Well, just like McDonald's is dependable. No, no. <laughs> you might, you can, if you're, if you were a devoted double cheeseburger eater at McDonald's. Yeah. You know that if you get that fresh, just well, made yes. double cheeseburger, yes. you know. How good that is. Whereas if you get that made it 45 minutes ago, it's been wrapped in that little paper bag for a while, got cold, then <laughs> yeah. got rewarmed. Bread's got a little crust to oh, it. Oh, it's, it's crunchy on the top. Yeah, yeah. Still moist in the middle, but yeah. crunchy on the top. You know the difference between the fresh double cheeseburger and the not fresh double cheese. But this Whereas, is also true of the Chick-fil-A sandwich. No. Because one out, of ten, one out of ten, you get the one where the meat's kind of going sideways and you get that gristly spot in the middle of a Dude, Chick-fil-A sandwich. Is like, can't disagree eh, anymore. This isn't good. For, I mean, you've what, never gotten a gristly Chick-fil-A sandwich? I've, I've, yeah, not gristly in the sense that the whole thing. I've caught in a gristled piece. Like you bite it and you but just go. But it's Ugh. so rare. I'll give yeah. you the example I'm talking about. People love Publix chicken tenders. Yeah. Matt, that's a grocery store chain here. I don't know if they, I doubt they exist in Australia, but they're famous for their sub sandwiches, and this is just a big grocery store. If they do, store. they probably call it puppies or something. Yeah. But, anyways, <laughs> they're fa- that people also love, oh, all the time, I hear about the love of the, the Publix chicken tender. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't buy that shit. <laughs> I could, I would, pref- like you said, I would prefer to go hungry in the middle of the day, and I'll tell you why. Because every sit. Si- Without fail, when I when I buy when I say to myself maybe it'll be different for the first time fucking ever yeah and I get their chicken tenders, I get that veiny fucking tendon that runs through that mother. Yeah. Your well, teeth that's just, where the word tender comes your from. Your teeth just bounce off that motherfucker. Yeah, every single time. I, one time I said, you know what? Maybe if I get their their you know they do a sub of the week. Yeah. They do a, a discount sub. Their Cuban sub's good. Oh, it's excellent. Love it. Their Italian is the best. In, For best listeners in the out there who don't know us personally, this should give you a good visual as to what we <laughs> what look we like. Like, <laughs> like we, we're not, we're clearly not obese people because we just, you just pointed it's out. It's like, take it to diabetic and dial it back a notch. Yeah, That's like, where we're at. Like, if diabetes is 300 pounds, <laughs> go down 40 pounds. <laughs> Give or take 10 or 20. <laughs> 
as if two guys are trying to get on a ride at an amusement park. And, and it's and questionable. The, and the attendant says, hi. Okay. You guys can ride, but not at the same time. Yeah. Nothing's buzzing. There's no alarm, but I'm suspect <laughs> type thing. Anyways. <laughs> So one time I was in Publix and I was like, oh, okay. So the chicken finger sub is four ninety nine. Normally it's like seven ninety nine. That's yeah. a good savings. Also, I had watched a few people order it. They take some tenders, they chop them up, mm. you know, and then they put them on the sandwich. I was like, you know, if they chop them up, I should that should be better than yeah. if I just. Sure enough, I've had a chopped up tender and buffalo sauce sandwich before that was pretty good. I'm sure it was good. I'm sh- I know the chicken tastes good. It's not yeah. about that. It's textural fucking nightmare. I, yeah. But yeah, no way. I will never ever do the Publix tenders. And I Publix, uh, please do subscribe. <laughs> but yeah, no, the best sandwich since we've gone down. How did? How did? Oh, we were doing the top three, bottom food. three. Yeah. Best sub sandwich in Atlanta, in my opinion, if you're gonna go get a sub sandwich, is Baldino's. Oh man, I don't think so. I love ba- hey Baldino's today. Their Baldino's is good. I, there was one uh, up there near Marietta, near yeah, the, the Harry's, Far- the Harry's yeah. Farmers Market. It's it's the number seventeen Sicilian. You get them to heat up the meat and cheese for you before they put on the cold veggies. They slice Look, the bread all the way through. People know that we're the most Italian non Italians at this yeah. point. I, I just think the Publix makes a better Italian sub. The bread's not good. If you, oh, what are you talking? The bread about? at Baldino's. Puts the public bread to shame. Okay, no, fair enough. Fair enough. You know who sandwich? I, I I never understood what happened to them because I can't find them. I know they exist, but I can't find Blimpy. Blimpy's bread was excellent. They're still around, but they're hard to find. And their Italian sub was was superb. I need to say the other honorable mention in my top three is Crystal. <laughs> no fucking way. But only if you're hammered shit drunk. Like, thank you for giving us that uh, an yeah. amendment because yeah. anyone who eats crystal sober, well, that's me. I've done that. Before. <laughs> I've probably done that in the last 90 days, but finish your sentence. I don't even know where I was going with it, but they're not like in my mind, if I'm in a crystal, I just assume everyone else there is drunk too, because there's, how could you one, not be? There's one that I occasionally pass if I'm coming or going from a particular work vendor at lunchtime and I see the siren call of the crystal and I'm uh-huh. like, ah, don't get me wrong. They are delicious. I, I could sober or otherwise. Yeah. But they're just so greasy. And the last time I ate at crystal, so the bread turns into goo. Goo. It's, it's not bread anymore. <laughs> it's, it's not goo. bread anymore. It's, it's goo and a razor thin It's like the patty. only cooked bread that reverts back to dough. Yeah. But, but that's the, part of what makes it so good. The, la- the last time I ate at Crystal was with my old man. It was in Snellville. I don't remember. It was many, many years ago. And uh, we ordered the reasonable order. I think I got like number one. I think it's like four crystals and a yeah. fry. If you're uh, not in Georgia or the South, Crystal, White Castle, not that Just different. sliders. Just mini sliders. I've had White Castle between New York and Georgia when we drove somewhere in the middle. And I was like, I've never had White Castle. I want to see what the buzz is about. I don't remember a huge difference other than instead of meat, cheese, onions, and mustard, it's meat, cheese, onions, and ketchup. Yeah. That's, their, okay. that's where they start. Which is funny because when I... Eight crystal, I always dipped in in uh, ketchup. I would get it their way, but I yeah. prefer the ketchup. But anyways, yeah, I know the lingo of crystal because I, I eat don't, there. I don't want to hear the lingo. It's off. The way I get them is cheese crystals <laughs> off the grill. Off the grill means no pickles, no mustard, just meat, cheese, and onions. It's like it's like four little mini uh, patty melts. We are so fat. <laughs> 
Listen to me. If you think that you feel bad after you eat McDonald's, <laughs> you've never eaten at Crystal. Because you you cannot begin to imagine how bad you, you can, feel. and this is why I haven't eaten there since. We went to the one in Snellville. I got the regular number one. The old man got the same. Respon- it's not responsible because you're at Crystal. Yeah. But you didn't go fucking you didn't go stackful. Stu- right. You didn't do the stupid thing. We eat our meal. We're sitting around. We're talking about something. We look over, and both of us just kind of look back at each other as we watch a grown man. I would put him at 325 pounds. We watched this him. This was the we Captain did- D's manager on his day yeah. off. We, yeah. We didn't, we didn't leave. We seriously sat there and watched this man eat 15. He had the sackful. Sackful plus. I think a sackful is 12. Yeah. So he had, he had sackful plus three yeah. with two fries and an extra large Coke. And it was so off-putting, but you couldn't <laughs> you turn away. You didn't with any chicken straws or I, anything? There might have been a, uh, one of those... What do they call them? Crystal chicks? Yeah. Or the corn dogs? I don't know. The thing but, about the meat patty at Crystal, like if you if you took everything away, it's maybe an eighth of an inch thick. Yeah. And, and maybe the size of a and maybe baseball card. Maybe three and a half inches square. Yeah. Like if you took the meat from your four crystals in your number one and stacked them on top of each other, it wouldn't even be the equivalent of just a cheeseburger at Burger King. It's barely any meat. I'm not gonna get into these kind of <laughs> comparison. I'm just saying, you know yeah. that eating 15 fucking crystals yeah. is disgusting. And especially when you sit there and you watch it and you just you're like, let's just get out of here because I think we're... Just being in the presence of this yeah. was like, am I white trash? <laughs> Are we white trash? Just because we're seeing... No, we're not even doing this. We're seeing this. Yeah. And we're eating a we ate a quarter four, of what yeah, he's we eating. Ate, we ate four of these things, but I feel gross. <laughs> really, really gross. All right, not that it's the same or gross, but I'm suddenly remembering a story that my I think my dad told me about seeing your mom eat seven Krispy Kremes. I'm not. I would think that's probably true. I was like, that, I mean, what's your maximum? Two, three, maybe. Really. I can't, like, it's just too much sugar. I can't. But this was maybe pre, just pre, or maybe just after they moved to California. They're back here for a visit. They're hanging out, They and they're at the Krispy Kreme down on Ponce. And, Shaq owns that. And I know. And I remember my dad saying, like, I can eat some Krispy Kremes. But I, I watched this thin woman eat seven of them. He's like, I can't do that. <laughs> Seven. I, I don't. Seven I'm trying to recall just because now that we're down this cliffhanger heavy episode, um, like best case scenario, Krispy Kreme for me. If I'm like going whole hog, fuck my waistline, I go maybe two Krispy Kremes and maybe I I split split them up and have like a Boston cream in the middle. So like I go, like, give me a Krispy Kreme, then I have some coffee, then I have a Boston cream, I have some more coffee, and fucking give me one more Krispy Kreme, and I'm gonna finish my coffee. <laughs> But seven? I don't think I could do that. That's a lot. That's like eating a whole pizza by yourself. I'm trying. Which is something you would brag about as a seven-year-old. Remember that? Like as a kid, like it was like a, it was like a chest-pounding, bra- braggadocious moment. Like last night I ate seven slices of pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's the same I ate three way. Three slices of birthday cake. It's kind of like you did that as a kid, and the relatable thing is when you're an adult, you're like. I had seven shots, Jaeger, <laughs> six beers. I slept with two chicks, bro. One of these fuck these girls. <laughs> like all that. It's the same shit. I, I'm I'm 
I got a little sidetracked because I'm over here racking my brain to try to remember if I've ever even done like a contest. Uh, okay, what's the most contest? I've ever? Because I know that like now I'm fat, but donuts don't do it for me. No, don't like. like I, and a lot of times at work, I'll walk in and like we brought donuts, and these aren't like Krispy Kremes. Like a lot of places down in uh, downtown like, are really great. Like, Sublime, yeah, like hoity-toity Re- fancy donuts. Yeah, Revolution. Like they're fucking weighty. The Revolution. That's the one in Decatur. There's right? a few. Revo- the, there's the, Re- the, the Revolution has a few locations, but the the one that we at is right near work on DeKalb Avenue. But yeah, uh, those fuckers are. Like you, eat, you eat a Revolution donut, you're probably good for seven hours if you're not fat like myself, yeah. who needs a meal every. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I hear the siren call of donuts in the morning sometimes. No, I don't, though. It, nothing about it. Like, every time they bring them in, they'll bring them around, and it'll be 12. And they're, I know they're, these are like, what's the word, like, uh, artisan donuts. I know these are great. These are artisanal donuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, so this donut has a dossier. <laughs> Uh, this donut came from the harsh mountains of Peru. This is a yeast donut. <laughs> These are cake donuts. Would you like me to explain the difference? So this donut has been coated with both cinnamon and artisanal peanuts. It's <laughs> technically double artisanal. This donut has our Jack Daniels maple glaze. <laughs> this donut is the Coors Light <laughs> is the Coors Light beer batter. <laughs> That's only on special for the summer. We we know that there's better beers. We just feel like we, with all of our experiments, we found that the cheap beers infla- just flavor the, the batter slightly better. Don't tell anybody, but next month we're doing a PBR donut. Oh, my God. The hipster kids are going to lose their shit for it. A 12-pack is $117. <laughs> uh, no, I just, when they come in, I, they look pretty. But no, I, I'm just not, like, for all my fatness, donuts are not a contributor to yeah. my fatness. What is? Nachos? A lot of fried foods. Um, yeah. <laughs> nachos, I mean, at the end of the day, nothing was terribly wrong with those nachos other than the copious amounts of cheese you made to add. You made me add to Was them. it bad? No, but I just, I, I think proportional is better. I don't, I don't think you need I to I think have, what we had was proportional. I don't. There was so much cheese. And again, I'm not complaining. They were fucking delicious, but I'm just yeah. saying... It's just wasn't proportional. I don't think for there's me. ever been a meal where I've gone. This was good, but the, too much cheese. Well, no, I'll give you an example. Today I had lunch. Um, guy I was meeting for lunch told me about this place, and me being me, Leah knows this. If we're going to dinner in a place that I maybe I've been to, maybe I haven't, and I know it's we're going out to dinner at seven, I'm looking at that menu at ten a.m. I'm, yeah, I'm no, game I game planning. Yeah, because I want to know like, okay, what. Three things do I definitely want to narrow it down to? Yeah. It's not about time saving. It's more just about anticipation. Yeah. Because that's what food and me are like. Sex partners. <laughs> um, so I'll look you at the a menu. nut so big. That chicken Fucking chicken parm. You dirty slut. You whore. <laughs> you whore of Babylon. <laughs> no, but. Uh, I've been saving so- up for you. <laughs> You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. I, I could have made $900. <laughs> but I chose not to masturbate <laughs> just so I could get here. No, uh, so I'm looking at the menu. It's a nice place of seafoodie. And um, their menu says the, I don't remember the name of the place, but it said the name of the place. And it said famous grouper sandwich. Mm. It was the first sandwich. All right, I'm done. I like grouper. I like blackened fish, was one of my favorite things. Yeah. You had the choice of fried, grilled, or blackened. I don't know whoever fucking goes grilled. 
If you don't want the fried, get the blackened. Yeah. We have taste buds for a fucking reason. Yeah. So I get the, the blackened grouper sandwich. And on their fries, they do Old Bay seasoning. Love Old Bay. Love fries. Win-win. Uh, sandwich comes out. Looks delicious. Came with a slaw and a romelade. I love all these things. Yeah. Right? One, fish entirely too salty. Yeah. Romelade, this is where I'm getting to. We're talking about moderation. It's, you dash. You dash. It doesn't need to be a dominating. <laughs> you don't pour. It's like, I imagined when I saw it, I was like, okay, I'm going to eat this, but I know I'm going to be disappointed. There's nothing worse. I, was, I had seen that menu five hours before, and I was like, that looks good. This is going to be good. I love slaw. I love ramelan. I love black and grouper. This Easy. Isn't good. <laughs> it's not good. And I knew it wasn't good before I even took a bite because yeah. I didn't know about how salty the fish was yet. But ramelan is salty. You don't complement salt with salt. Yeah. No. And and having said that, I was hoping that it was a sweet slaw. Mm. Twasn't. <laughs> Just a bland old fucking carrots and cabbage mixed with mayonnaise. You're eating us going, who the fuck is this famous with? Yeah, I don't know. Someone <laughs> who has a serious salt deficiency. I even called Leah afterwards because I was like, I was really excited about this, this sandwich, you know? <laughs> Because I, I don't eat a lot of grouper, and I love grouper. No, it does sound like your relationship with sex. Like, you know, she promised that she was going to, like, blow my mind. And, I mean... She didn't even stick a finger up my butt. I, I, I barely stayed hard. And, yeah. Like, it didn't I, even stay heavy. I, <laughs> no, but I called Leah afterwards. Don't think she bathed before. And I said, I, I just had a random thought. One time, I told you about this. But Leah had made a, uh, a slaw that Sylvester Stallone loves, by the way, just yeah. to tie it back Sylvester into Cliffhanger. Sylvester Stallone, who stays warm in a old sweater with holes in it, <laughs> the same way people with, like, North Face jackets are staying warm <laughs> on this cliffside. Yeah. Meanwhile, Doris Bannock, his Olympic career went south, yeah. so, so he... So he's, uh, he's stealing money from the federal with, government. With John Lithgow. With John Lithgow. Uh, no, but she made a, a red cabbage slaw one time, and this is totally not me, but it's just one of those things where you think, like, oh, I'm not going to like that, and you love it. Yeah. But it was red slaw... Uh, I don't think it was apple cider vinegar. I think it was red wine vinegar. Don't remember. With mayonnaise, light, very light, and apples. It was delicious, sweet, yeah. sour, crunchy. Yeah. It had that slaw with a less ramelade been on this salty fish, whew, mm-hmm. diners, drive-ins, and dives good. Like, so good, even I would say, come to this route. I don't do that. But, yeah. like, write a Yelp review good, and I don't do that either. But yeah, you, you take a bite of it and go, that's killer, bro. <laughs> and you knuck them up. You knuck them up. <laughs> It's only you can Flavor only town, bro. You can only really sell it if your sunglasses are on your ears, but on the back of your head. <laughs> People hate on Guy Fieri. I can't because I watch his show entirely too much. If I, if Flavor I, Town, it's he knows what he's doing. My refrigerator is straight out of a racetrack from the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the flames on my shirt? <laughs> he looks like he's just perpetually bowling. My friend Corey, who's a tattoo artist, she is a very petite girl and she has short bleach blonde hair and I think two years ago she was Guy Fieri for Halloween she she spiked her hair up put a pillow under her shirt and a giant like fat guy party shirt with flames on it yes yes drew a goatee on her face wore sunglasses and carried around pizza slices all night okay and there's some great great why pizza just something to eat in pictures he doesn't do a lot of pizza I don't know it wasn't me. Don't badmouth Guy Fieri. We've been down this path before. <laughs> I know, and I want to bring up, uh, I think it's 
Shane Torres, the comedian mm-hmm. who has the great jokes about Guy Fieri. Yep. And his one of his punchlines is people shit on Guy Fieri and they love Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain's the kind of guy that looks like he might be mean to dogs. <laughs> oh, and I, we're, we're walking a dangerous I know, path I know, here. And I, I, I know that joke well because it's his whole Guy Fieri bit is good. And I just remember thinking recently after Anthony Bourdain passes, like, do you think he's still going to do that joke? Because... It's a joke on how people shit on Guy Fieri, and then he jabs at Anthony Bourdain, and Anthony Bourdain... Uh, I, I would say he probably won't tell a joke, and, but not because it's going to get him any kind of, like, booing. I just think he should have new material by now. That shit's got to be three years old. Yeah. Can you still laugh at it, though? I would. <laughs> I mean, seriously, personally, yeah. like... Okay, he died. It's still a funny joke. Yeah. And it does look like he would kick a dog. I'm just saying. <laughs> I like Anthony Bourdain, but he does kind of look like a guy. I know he wouldn't, right? You I know don't. You don't know he wouldn't. I don't know he wouldn't, but he never <laughs> he never seemed like an animal abuse guy, ex- with the exception of all the animals he ate. But that, I, yeah. how can I judge him for that? If anything, We're over here Andrew, comparing fast food. If anything, Andrew Zimmern's an animal, animal abuse guy. He's like, yeah, let's take that rabbit over there and um, and make it suffer a little bit before we eat it. Bash it, man. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me taste its spleen. I hear rabbit spleen is really good. <laughs> I want the juices. Can you keep it alive? Harvest it alive. I love when he goes to Africa and he's like, this tripe is great because you can taste what was in the intestines before it died. I'm like, why? Why? Why is that great? Man with tiny glasses? I don't know, but he he's all, you know, the, the, what kind of show do we do? What Andrew, is this? Andrew Zimmern's Should glasses. Should we just stop watching films? <laughs> we, we, well, no, because we need to occasionally pivot to Doris and his, uh, his Tech 9 that he clearly bought from the Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. And uh, he's about to get killed. Remind me, is a stalactite or a stalagmite the one on the top? Mm. Because remember, the, the way they always taught it was stalactites hold on tight. So does that mean they're the ones up top? I'd have to think that's right. Well, he gets impaled with a stalactite then. Because he drops his gun. He pulls out his big knife. He's got bloody teeth because he's been punched in the mouth. And he says some shit like, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. And then yeah. he gets lifted up like Hulk Hogan's going to throw him out of the ring. <laughs> and impaled with a stalactite inside a cave. Okay, he said, no bullets, bitch. <laughs> That's a good line. It gets back to that. What are you going to do? Kill me? Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> bang, bang. Movie uh, over. No, I was just going to hold this in front of you and tickle your nose with it. No, even after you raped and murdered my daughter, somehow just now in this moment, I yeah, yeah, found no, forgiveness in my to, heart. Just to be clear there, Kiefer, I'm not Patrick Swayze <laughs> at the end of Roadhouse. I'm not going to decide not to rip your throat out like you're... Uh, Brad Wesley and, and give you a pass because I'm just I've killed too much Roadhouse what a movie <laughs> Wesley such a good it's just I, I mean I know it's got a cult following what a hundred dollars a month suit you suit me just fine <laughs> <laughs> if it keeps you in the good graces of the church ain't it funny how money does that very thing <laughs> As long as you ain't got a problem with the fragrance of nature. (laughs) No conditioned air. No tolerance for the fragrance of nature. (laughs) How come you want it? (laughs) No conditioned air would be my, like, really? No? Okay, I'm out. Zarese took a dark turn here. Yeah, well, you know, he's 
he he's upset because those money briefcases are just disappearing <gasps> oh, little by little. And grab his wiener. And stalag tight tight. Oh, what a scene. Blood and guts. Oh, Doris. Some people say they know they can't believe. I have pride. I have power. I'm a badass smeller who don't take no crap off of nobody. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> What's your name, man? Yule Brenner. Yule Brenner. Such, uh, that's, that's just up there for me. It's just childhood hey, wrapped Jamaica. in a box. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, Jamaica. Hey, Jamaica. I'm going to perpetuate <laughs> the stereotype for people of my part of the world. <laughs> And condescend to the black man. <laughs> hey, Jamaica. Do they, do, I can't remember, at the end of Cool Runnings, does the Swedish guy and Doris have a cool guy high five like the Iceman and Maverick where they make up? Mistake number one is that he wasn't Swedish. He was West German. Hans Gruhl. Okay. Not, West not Gruber. Nope. Die Hard. Nope. <laughs> uh, the best driver in the world. What, what name does Alan Rickman give... Oh, it's uh, Clay. Because <laughs> when he meets him and he thinks that he's an escaped hostage and he plays along and he's like, my name's Clay. <laughs> it's like, good on you, man. You yeah. German terrorist thinking on your feet. Clay. There's, there's no more white American dude named than Clay. Like you go with Clay or Chad, you're golden. Yeah. I, I think we might have talked about this, but uh, Tom Segura. Talking about forty eight, the the show I told you about, the yeah, when he's he's always like somebody. The killer's always name is like Dookie Shoes, <laughs> you know. And like, you seen Dookie Shoes? You see him? Ki- yeah, he killed that motherfucker right here. <laughs> but it's like if those fuckers just keep their mouth shut. You imagine if it was a white dude? But yeah, I mean, it was me and Skyler. We were going over to Brandon's house. Me and Trent were there. Like all these white names that you yeah. never see on this show. Skyler. Yeah, I remember when a girlfriend had broken up with me and I was real butthurt about it. I was like, she's going to end up dating some douche named Braden. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to see, have to see fucking pictures of her and Braden on Braden. Facebook. <laughs> his stupid hat and his, and his fucking whatever those things that you stick to your sunglasses so they can hang around your neck like Is a necklace. Is he wearing a Hurley shirt? <laughs> God damn it. Nice puka shells. <laughs> Sweet cargo shorts, bro. First, Fucking Braden. Is it, a, is it a yin-yang tattoo? God, fun of a bitch. Are those frosted tips? What <laughs> fucking year is this? I don't know, but speaking of which, just, just, since we're all over the place. That's when, uh, this show. When uh, it is. That's what she call all over the place. Or sidebar, like, like yeah. Roy says. But uh, when Leah broke up with me, I, of course, you know. You go into a dark, dark place. Yeah, and we never, in 17, we never, like, I didn't know that that was a thing. Mm -hmm. I thought you and Leah dated, and then you got engaged, and then you got married on the hottest day of the year ever. Of the year. Farmer's Almanac said it was the... Satan himself was like... (laughs) Groomsman. Jew, man, I'm sorry. That's that's tough up there. Like, it's hot here, but it's a dry heat. No, no. um, (laughs) we, We dated, we dated, let's just do it. We dated for four months. And uh, at the, well, to be honest, at the time that we started dating, she had a boyfriend. Mm. Uh, Home wrecker. Kind of. He had his problems. What movie was it that you watched that she like bailed on and then got lost Dances in Bethlehem? Is that what did it? Maybe. 
<laughs> if you show somebody the six-hour unedited version of Dancing with Wolves, you're doing it at your own peril. But anyways, uh, I can tell you everything because it's you know it's a long you know you get into a real long-term marriage relationship. You don't forget many details until Alzheimer's takes them from you. Yeah. But uh, and then you write a book and <laughs> you read it back the, to her. Let's hit pause real quick. It's, we got three more hours to go. Would you like some more nachos? Um, which way's Bethlehem? <laughs> I need to get here away from here she far was and fast. so far off the beaten path. If you had had your long hair back then, <sighs> nothing would have mattered. No, I thought that I don't know. Okay, but. Uh, if you looked like Jeff Goldblum she, back then. She, yeah, maybe. Which, if there's a celebrity I could look <laughs> the least like, it's More. the one that makes my wife get the biggest wide on. But she uh, she went on a sorority trip. Uh, oh, I can tell you, actually, it was the Friday before she left. She was going to leave, or Thursday. She was going to an event. She was uh, she worked for the Buckhead Heritage Society as an intern. And she was, she was like, just follow me, we'll get there. And... Uh, the light was yellow and she ran it and I didn't know where I was going mm. and I was like what the fuck you know so I called her and I was like why did you know I'm behind you like I'm why'd you do that she's like well maybe if you just grow some balls <laughs> <laughs> to this day I'll never forget that I was like that is a mean thing to say the uh, the microblades your beard comment <laughs> from earlier tonight is really starting to make sense it's come to light <laughs> So I was like, that was out, out of character. That was awkward. That and was then her breaking up with you. Basically. <laughs> so she went on her sorority trip that weekend, and I didn't think anything of it. No, dude, there's no, there's no more defined death knell than... Gross and balls. When, no, when your girlfriend goes to hang out with her girlfriends. Well, it, was, like, it, it had been scheduled forever. Get, they would know, do these spring... Get ready to get shit on, even if they haven't met you before. Sure, and, they, and most of them hadn't. And her ex, her ex at the time, her boyfriend before that was like real buckheady, a lot of money, Braden, basically Braden, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she went on this trip, Ashton, and uh, I, I, she wasn't answering any <laughs> any calls or texts, so I just figured, well, they're in the mountains, right? Yeah. So I just kind of said, you know, whatever. Bad reception. Bad reception, and you know, also I'll send just- thirty texts, see what happens. <laughs> I've always been good about that, and we'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> so she didn't say anything, and I didn't say, oh, there goes Mr. Walton getting killed. But anywho, um, she didn't get any response. I knew she was coming home on Sunday, but I went to the Braves game with an old friend of mine, a girl, but nothing there. Just her and her family invited mm-hmm. me. They had an extra ticket. I can tell you what I was wearing, and I can also tell you that might have had something to do with why I got broken up with. I was wearing uh, camouflage cargo shorts. That they used to be pants. Army Navy surplus pants that I had cut into cargo shorts with a retro Dale Murphy jersey that was entirely too big. It was I, I looked like a, a shitty version of a white rapper, not even like the good version, like silver a white. Chain? Did yeah, you have a just, silver chain? No, but no just, silver chain. Just bad, just bad. Caesar haircut. The, I can tell you, I, the details I can remember are ridiculous. Braves won the game. Dan Ugly hit a walk-off home run off Roy Halladay, who died last year. Great. One of the best pitchers to ever live. Okay. Riding high. Great day. Knew my girlfriend was coming home. Right? Everything's going great. Knew she'd be home at like six or seven. Go to my friend's house to play poker. Day's getting better. Right? <laughs> I, love, I love cards. Always. I got my poker gear on. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. All I need, I, a pair of Oakleys away from looking like I'm going to be on the World Series of Poker. Get over there. 
Not playing yet. We're about to play. I get a text from Leah. Again, it's for three days. Haven't heard from her. We need to talk text. We, I need to see slash talk to you. Mm. The slash yeah. was what you might. It, it was the indicative of yeah. like, and you're holding a royal flush. Matt even started playing, and it's like, oh fuck. So I knew it was bad, and I, I was like, do I need to come over? She's like, if you would, I drove over here to this house right mm. here. Go downstairs where we used to live, and she's like, I just wasn't ready, and I'm sorry, but it's over. And I walked out of here in a daze. Absolute days. Couldn't believe it. Mad as fuck. Because I'd asked her 17 fucking times, like, are you ready for this? Because I know, mm. you know, like, I don't want to get into a situation yeah. where you come back like you are right now. From and your say, sorority trip. Right. And say, <laughs> well, not just that, but just in general and say, you know, I wasn't ready. And that was that. And so then two days later, I just went home, went to bed. It was like 730. When did you get the Australian porno DVD? <laughs> uh, about two or three weeks later Okay we, I went and saw Hangover 2 With a, a girl from school You gotta try and laugh You have to It wasn't a good film But the DVD was good Summer Nights High was really good But I uh, took it in stride I guess you could say And I the day after I sent her an email Because I figured I don't want to bombard her phone with text messages. And I certainly don't want to call her. Yeah, even though your impulses are the opposite. Yeah, and they are. Uh, but I sent her an email. I was like, are you sure? Because like, I feel like we have something. And it was I, I still have it in my old email. Mm. And uh, she responded a day later with this nice, like, you're wonderful. Uh, it was I really had a great time with you. You're going to find someone magical. It just can't be me. Hmm. Which hurts even worse. <laughs> Don't tell me how good I am. And then tell me, but... Don't say it's but not, not you, it's me. Right. That's what I That's say. That's what I say. So I didn't say anything, and... Uh, she just John Lithgow'd you, like <laughs> like he just John Lithgow'd that helicopter pilot. Yeah. Shot you right through the heart. So I... Tying I, I, uh, a cliffhanger. Yeah, thank you. I, uh... <laughs> I, I... The... That following Monday... Because I always felt bad when we were dating that I was essentially poor. I was in college. I didn't have a job, per se. I was, I couldn't give her the buckhead lifestyle she was used to. Mm. And I thought that was a part of it, if I'm being honest. I, I still kind of do. But she's changed a lot. Um, but that next Monday, I got my tax return. Fat as fuck. Mm. Just big old tax return. So you went and got some khakis. <laughs> yeah, real pants. I thought maybe I should. <laughs> Vineyard Vines is where yeah. I should go. Yeah. Uh, but I, I called my friend down to Florida. I was you like, hey, man, with you, a tiny you, whale on do you it? think I can come down and, and stay for a week? And he's like, absolutely. They didn't want me to come down for a while. And I told my dad, I called him and said, hey, man, I'm going to go down to Florida and, and hang out with Burke. And he's, he got it. He knew what was going on. I, I didn't tell anybody but him. And uh, he's like, how long are you be down there? And I said, oh, probably about a week. I was down there for almost month and a half <laughs> until I stop crying <laughs> it's when I'll come back funny thing enough was Sean who now works with me I, I hired him at where I work now he moved up here he lived down there he lived at the house I was staying at with my t- he was one of the reasons I went down there but he was the only person in that time period he's like you know what man maybe you should just hold on maybe she'll come back and I was like you know in those moments you're like no man it's fucking over bro it's over <laughs> game over man game over man <laughs> You go very Bill Paxton with it. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> we're all screwed. <laughs> but uh, I, I was down there for a while, came home, and what was funny about it... Since we're, Dude, since, but what? Since we're doing the whole story, we might as well do it. 
we had, when we were together, and because mm. we met in school, we had two classes together in the same semester. That's how we met. We, when we were together, we had signed up to take a summer class. I can never, Jacksonian America. We were mm. going to take this class together. We needed it. I needed it to graduate. So my last, I think it was my last history class I had to take. But I was like, I'm not dropping it. It was like, for me, it was like principal. I was like, I'm going. You know, I'm going. Finishing my coffee. I'm finishing my coffee. <laughs> and I was like, if she wants to drop it, fine. I can deal with this, whatever. Yeah. And But really what it was, I just want to see her. I just want to be in the same room. <laughs> I want to breathe the air I wanna she exhales. I want to smell it. <laughs> and to my surprise, she walked in. And what was sucky the most about it was that you hear you, here's two people that... Had an amiable but sad breakup. I didn't call you. I didn't blow you. I never text messaged you. I never called you. Yeah. I let, I took, I respected your wishes to mm. the teeth, yeah. you know? And she walks in this class and I thought we could at least be adults about it. Mm. You know, you can say, hey, we've had sex. You're not two random people. <gasps> you weren't married. Premarital. Yeah. It's Satan's, it was bad. Thinner. <laughs> Yeah, but it was just like she wouldn't even acknowledge I was in the class. Jeez, and it was the cold. Mo- it, it was cold, man. It was just, and she would tell you now that she was. She thought that was the right move. I told her, I was like, that was bullshit. Like, come on, again, we're not <laughs> random ever, strangers. Have you ever thought about telling your daughter this story when she's like a teenager? Like, let me tell you something that your mom did to me once. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. But and like, just it, imagine like your fourteen-year-old going like, Whoa. Well, the whole point of this story was what you, you you brought up a breakup, and that's why I got into this. Yeah. What was funny was there was a guy that I was in the uh, that I had a few classes with, and I was down in the commons area having a cup of coffee one morning, and he was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" I was going to. We weren't friends, but you know, in that school, you saw the same people. If you were on the history track, you generally saw the same people all the time. Yeah. And he came over and he sat down and we're talking. He's like, so what's going on? I was like, honestly, man, it's been pretty shitty. Uh, You know the girl I was dating? He's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, she broke up. And he's like, dude, my girlfriend just broke up with me. And I've been fucking miserable. I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. I was like, bro, we're in the same boat. Like, I sleep like an hour a night. I don't eat. I'm fat. I lost (laughs) a bunch of weight during that time period. And uh, it was funny because, go ahead. Michael Rooker. Mm. That's his name. It just came it just to my came head. To I'm glad that this, this story helped. Uh, but no, what he said was, it's funny how the brain works. Because you know, I knew, I had suspicions that she might go back to her ex-boyfriend. Mm. And I wasn't wrong, because she did in the sense that they hung out. They didn't do anything. Supposedly. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, she said she didn't, I believe her. Whatever. That's a hot button issue in this house. It's it's over. You've been I, we were married five years. We have a kid. That shit's non-existent. Yeah. But the brain in those moments is so crazy because what it's telling, and this is what me and him were like sharing this moment about. I don't even remember this dude's name, mm. but he was like, "Look, it's crazy because like we dated for a while, and I know she wouldn't do this, but I just have these dreams where she's just." Surrounded by dicks, and she's just <laughs> jacking them off. And it, it, his, this yeah. is what he said. He goes, like, yeah. "It's kind of like when you see those guys that spin plates. Mm. 
Right? They just go down the line, spinning plates. All the She's just going. keeping all these fucking dicks, just bukkakeing all over the place, just taking loads. And I was like, bro, I'm having the same fucking nightmares. I know that that's not happening, yeah. but my brain is telling me, yeah, you just didn't have enough dick, bro. <laughs> Little laughing man wasn't doing it. Yeah. You no. know? But uh, the, other, the, the, the whole come together was... I did start. I, my thing was, I'm not going to go into some like drinking binge. I'm not going to start doing drugs. I was like, I, I need to do something that's proactive. So I started running. I'd get on the treadmill at school. I'd run the track. And I lost a bunch of weight. It looked good. One day, our advisor calls me and says, hey, uh, your girlfriend is not getting back to me about her internship. I really need, I need this paperwork or she's going to fail. Like, who? Fuck her. <laughs> and I said, Dr. Uh, you couldn't have known this, but uh, we're not together anymore. She's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And I was like, "No worries. I'll." What's her number? Yeah, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll reach out to her. So I did. I, I first time I texted her in mm. three months, and I texted her and I said, "Hey, I'm not trying to bother you." I even gave waving the white flag. The old preamble. I was like, yeah. "Not. This is not about us. This but is business." Doctor Dickey reached out to me, and she says, "You're not." She needs your paperwork or you're not going to pass your internship. She's like, oh, my God, I was about to send that. I'm so sorry. Tell her I'll send it right now. And I was like, okay, you bitch. And, and I, okay, whatever. If you <laughs> stop tucking on dicks long enough to send it, I guess. <laughs> if you stop, <laughs> stop dick spitting for 537. <laughs> Try not to suck any dick on your way to the parking lot. My favorite line. <laughs> Try not to suck any dick on the way to the parking lot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I told her, and she, she did that. And then she saw me. Uh, we, ha- we were still in that class, the summer class together. And she would see me every day. I didn't leave. After the class was over, I'd go put my workout clothes on, and I'd go to the gym because that gym was amazing. And it's part of what I'm paying for anyway when I was going to school. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I saw you working out. I was like, yeah, I go up there and run. It's pretty awesome. I enjoy it. It's, you know, whatever. And it, it was. Yeah. I should do that now. Fat piece of shit but anyway she's like maybe I'll come work out and I was like yeah that'd be cool you know like, yeah. I'll, I'll show you what I do the treadmills are nice she comes up <laughs> you know where the weight room is <laughs> I'll, out, ch- I'll check out, it out get out of here Tommy damn it uh, Tommy don't give her the weight room <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she comes with me one day to go work out and um, I, we did a little treadmill time she was doing the Stairmaster and then one of my favorite things they had was one of those row yeah. machines that is a. I mean, there's not there's not another machine in any gym no. that can do it. And I I had gotten used to going fairly hard for about 20 minutes. I would row, and she's like, "How do I do this?" So I showed her how to do it. She starts going, and she's not athletic. She doesn't work out. She goes so hard so fast that she literally overheats and almost passes out on the floor. Mm. So that gave me the in not to do anything that I wouldn't have done anyway. Yeah. But to take care of her. Mm. That was a big deal. I go to the bathroom. I get. I run cold water on some cloths. I'm out there putting it on her head, bringing her back to life a little bit. Yeah. What we found out later, she didn't tell me that right away, this right away. She almost shit her pants. <laughs> True story. Yeah. She was like, I, I literally almost shit my pants in there. <laughs> and I was like, well, that would have been something. Probably, probably would not have gotten back together with you. That, that would have helped uh, erase <laughs> all the dick dreams. <laughs> At the very least. I could have gotten past the dick dreams. Yeah, but no, um, not... I, no more than two weeks later, we were in the parking deck at Kennesaw State having a conversation, and uh, there you voila. go. There you go. First kiss, and then I said, "I don't want to think about this anymore." Tonight, I said, "I want you to drive home." 
and think about this. If this is something you really want, you, it was clear. What I was trying to tell was, you know, I'm not in this to date. I'm not trying yeah. to have fun. I'm, if I'm you've gotten for, all the plate spinning out of your, <laughs> yeah. out of your system, and she's like, "What?" And you're like, "Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a me thing." But <laughs> well, she knows about it now because that's the kind of thing you say. Like, I was just convinced you were just out there. Just jerking buckhead dick. Just boop, boop, dick, 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 Just sick dick, 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 But she, she, I'll never forget it. Next morning she texts me. She said, nothing's changed. I feel exactly the same. And that was that. Yeah. And then a little less than a year later, we were married on the hell day. On the hell day. It's funny that, that I was thinking about that. The heat of that day, and then I thought of like a funny, almost like New Yorker magazine style comic strip of like two average guys, me and you, but it's a cartoon, like a comic strip in hell, you know, like waiting our turn in line to get, you know, pronged. And, and, you, and one, one just turning back to the other going, it's not the heat that gets you, it's the humidity. <laughs> that was a bullshit day. <laughs> it was, man. That, that was just too hot. Yeah, too no, hot. No. And y'all were, I, I felt so bad because y'all had to be there early because Kristen was doing the makeup and she was like eight months pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Adelaide, well, I don't know. I can't do that kind of math. When was she born? Adelaide was born in November. Oh, so not that much. Um, five months pregnant. Yeah. But the thing about the the first pregnancy, Kristen had morning sickness, like literally all the way up until the day she gave birth. Yeah. Like she woke up and puked and then went to the hospital to give birth. Like she had, she was nauseous. It's so funny how that works because Leah will flat out tell you she, I love being pregnant. I know. Kristen had women tell me like, oh, when I got to the second trimester, I felt like superwoman. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, no, I, (laughs) I thought that I might die every day that I woke up until I gave birth. It was miserable. Yeah. Well. But, yeah, I mean, everybody's different, I guess. Nah, yeah, for sure. She. Well, I think we should wrap it up. We haven't really tied a bow on Cliffhanger. Or uh, the previous film. Sylvester Stallone does ultimately win in the end. We'll just go ahead and spoil that <sighs> for the viewers. Why do you do that? <laughs> Someone could have really wanted to see this. Michael Rooker also lives, I think. Where's Daryl in this, you think? Um, he's filming Boondock Saints. Oh, the most piece of shit film <laughs> that people just love I, to I, talk about I, how amazing it is. I don't get it. it. I don't, yeah, we, no, we'll do that good. on a different day, I suppose. There's a thought. We should find like a, a film that we have mutual disdain for that that people collectively love because yeah. it's such a great cult film like Boondock, Boondock Saints. Saints and we'll just watch it and we could just shit on it for an I, hour. I, maybe, maybe we go into it um, differently. Than that, I like the idea, but what I'm saying is, try our best to yeah. leave whatever perception we had of the film at the door, because I've seen Boondock Saints at least three times. It's not going to change. We could yeah. watch it together, and we'd be like, "This is not good." Yeah. I don't think I don't get it. I, I, is it just because they do the Lord's Prayer before they kill somebody? Is that is Inamina Patris? So cool because they have matching tattoos and they're Catholic and they're it, assassins. It just doesn't work. Nothing it's, about the film works. It's like, yeah, Willem Dafoe was was good in it. You know, he yeah. was he's good in anything though. Mm, yeah, with the exception of that Spider-Man film. I was just getting ready to say, in terms of movies we could watch and shit on, pretty much every uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. 
Especially the third one. <sighs> so fucking bad. When man. he's like like the bad boy with the swoopy bangs and he jazz dances. I just feel like they tried to turn him in that was like their attempt to make Toby Maguire like Venom. They gave him the black suit. Have you seen the Venom trailers with Tom Hardy? I'm pretty excited about it. It looks pretty fucking cool. I mean, I was... Leah doesn't get it, but when we went and saw uh, Solo, mm. one of the previews was... Venom. Venom. And she was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, I'm not a comic book guy. Yeah. If I was, it was always Wolverine. But if there was another, it was Venom. I had a lot of Venom comic books. I was a big fan. Just the look of it. I don't know why. I just... I liked Venom. And plus, Tom Hardy? I mean, come on. Yeah. I feel like... You got a white on for him? I do. <laughs> I definitely do. Bronson? Did you yeah. ever see that? Fucking... Yes, I saw Bronson. I'm sure you did. I have Bronson. Bronson's incredible. On DVD. Um, I, My I, name's Charlie Bronson. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't his best work, but Bane was pretty fucking cool. Oh. No. Now is not a time for fear. Fear comes later. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, anything with Tom Hardy. You, let me ask you this before we, we go. Did you see um Oh, fuck. He he played two he played the brothers, yeah, the gang. legend. Legend. Awesome. Oh. awesome. Fucking awesome. It, it's so good. It's I can't believe it didn't get he's more press. He's great in Rock and Roller when he plays Bob. I never saw that. Oh, he's he's like a very small role. Isn't that the shittiest of the Guy Ritchie films? Probably. Yeah. It's a very small role. He plays a a gay a uh, British criminal that's getting ready to go away to prison, so they like they have a, like a goodbye party for him. His name's like Smiling Bob or something. Nice. Even in that movie, he's fucking good. Well, one more thing: Did you ever see Layer Cake? No, Daniel Craig. You should definitely watch that. I'll give it a shot. It's really up there as far as the br- British crime dramas for me. Plus, it's got a great scene to be kind of playing on what you just said. Where uh, oh, this guy's been on everything. I can't. He's a British actor, but he plays this like a uh, gangster figurehead who is gay. And there's is Ray Winstone. Cu- no, there's a cutaway scene. He he he's in um just because it's the only thing I can think of him being in. He he was <laughs> he was in Wimbledon with uh, the guy from Kirsten Dunst. The guy uh, the guy from uh, the Angel and Demon. Yes, Le- uh, Legion. Yeah, Legion. Yeah. He's the guy that whips himself yeah, in the, the flagellist in the in the Tom oh, Hanks fuck, film. What's his name? I don't know, but he's been in so many things. He he's in uh, Knight's Tale. He's the yes, funny guy. Yes, he's Chaucer in the Knight's Tale. Anyways, he's in this film for a brief moment, and he's the he's in the he, Avengers. Yeah, he's a gangster. He's like they flash back to him in the movie. He used to be the bad guy, like the main godfather of British crime but he's also gay and there's this cutaway scene where everyone knows he's gay but it's just, they don't ever talk about it but he's like fucking girls is for poofs <laughs> <laughs> he's basically saying like to be a real man you gotta fuck dudes <laughs> and I just love the cutaway scene because it's totally out of the fucking blue he's like fucking girls is for poofs <laughs> interesting yeah interesting take yeah um, Ian McShane says something similar in uh, 44 inch chest because he's a British hard man, like hardcore murdering mm. gangster that likes to uh, likes to stick it to guys with great big backs. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> all right, uh, you know you you've strangled a man in a scene earlier. <laughs> Not going to question your choices. <laughs> yeah, that's some scenes like he's beautiful with a great big back. Great big back. <laughs> all right, Al Swearingen, whatever you say. 
it's so funny how one role can define an actor for somebody. Yeah. Like for you, Amy McShane's never not going to be Al Swearingen. No. So what you see is Al Swearingen saying, I like a guy with a great big back. Why is Al Swearingen speaking in a British accent? <laughs> Isn't he from Deadwood? I, yeah. don't, I don't get it. Isn't he from one of the Dakota territories? <laughs> Well, well, anywho, on uh, Alan Swearingen giving to, to a guy with a great big back, let's wrap it up. This has been episode 19. Happy to say no politics. We left uh, that behind a us. Lot of, uh, a lot of um, a little, stories little, about the laughing man. Yeah, a little behind the scenes, real life tales. We had the baby. The laugh man. We had baby V. We found out that my wife has a, um, a major wide on. Major for, wide on, which I love. Jeff Goldblum. The wide on. I, I love how I learned something new with every podcast. <laughs> a wide on. Yeah. I get it. The yeah. opening of the flower. Yeah. Okay. Wide on. Real wide on for Jeff Goldblum. <sighs> well, at least there's a wide on for me occasionally. <laughs> Otherwise, I would take that $100 bet. Yeah, like we said last or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. Christmas, birthdays, and Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Can they get an anniversary thrown in there? <laughs> sure. That's how V got here. I don't know. I can't. More creation Well, that's stories. what it was. It was Christmas, anniversary, and Easter. There you go. Birthday, you're on your own. Birth- well, on your birthday, you're making $100. In honor of John Lithgow and Sylvester Stallone, who now makes films just to make it slightly political at the end for Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. <laughs> W-F-U-C-K. Oh, Stay tuned. We got traffic and weather coming up at 5. Until then, here's Trapped. Holla. <laughs> <laughs>